0: goodness can you believe that it is already april it seems like it was just january 1st i just want to say thank you for such an enthusiastic welcome from my patreon and a wonderful first month. Oh my gosh, there's 85 of you in there. And we had such a great time on our live call. You totally embraced the prompt. There's been four podcast episodes dropped early. And I just want to say thanks. And if you'd like more information on what that Patreon is, you can go to patreon.com backslash in the windowsill. That's P A T R E O N.com backslash in the windowsill, or just check the link in my Instagram bio. No matter what though, I love the feedback I've been getting from you guys lately. There's so much goodness in these podcasts and you have been responding and telling me that it's helped you a ton. So thanks for being here. Here's another great episode for you and please continue the feedback and the reviews. I'm doing this for you. Cheers. Hey, it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee, maybe your paint water, a glass of wine, and join me over in my sunny windowsill. I am so glad you're here today. I have a treat for you today. I really do. You know, every time I have a conversation, I learn something new about the person I'm talking to, and I I really try and listen and ask questions based on what I'm hearing and have some prepared ahead of time, certainly. But today, I learned so much more about... Kelly May Krenz, this lovely guest of mine, and it just reminded me that we all have so many nuances, so many stories, so many things that make up our history, and that have brought us to where we are today. So, just a humble reminder of that. Kelly and I had a great chat, a lengthy chat, a wonderful conversation full of tidbits and lessons, and all sorts of interesting things for you. A little bit about Kelly. Kelly believes in creating every day. This is her words. For her, creating is like breathing. She simply must do it. She has so many interests when it comes to creating. She loves painting, stitching, graphic design, illustration, and everything she can possibly make in her beautiful, detail-filled studio. She spends her days dreaming up things that make her happy, hoping that by sharing, others will fill up their happy as well. Kelly likes using vintage materials, all things found in nature, and she's a huge believer in finding joy and creating with very little. She has a long history of using what she has. Kelly treasures her life, Knowing that every single day, I am, oops, Kelly treasures her life, knowing that every single day she is lucky to be here. You know, I was poking around on Kelly's Instagram and I meant to bring this quote up when we were talking, and I didn't, probably because we got into so many other things that I can't wait for you to hear. But here is her quote from back last year, December 2nd. It says, Beauty means something different to everyone in the eye of the beholder. Please stay true to what you love. Love what you love and let no one take that from you. Treasure today and the bits of beauty that sneak in. Sending you love. And I think that you'll find that this conversation with Kelly is just full of positivity. She is that. Her art is Amazing, gorgeous, layered, deep, interesting, and never the same twice. She does so many different things. It's it's fascinating. And I have fantastic news for you. Kelly is going to teach our July windowsill workshop. It's going to be on her birthday, July fifteenth. And watch windowsill chats for more details of what she's going to be teaching. But after this was all said and done, I had one more opening for the year, and I said, "Hey, Kelly." what do you think? I know it's your birthday. And she said, yeah, sign me up. So join us for that. Mark your calendars for July 15th for the live. And of course the recording will be available as well. But I just can't wait for you to hear this conversation with the wonderful, creative, positive, sparkly Kelly May Krenz. Kelly May Krenz. I feel like I talk to you all the time, but yet this
1: is the first time. Very happy. That seems crazy. It seems super crazy. I didn't even really get nervous because I felt like, oh,
0: it's I've known Marga. her over.
1: That's right. And, you know, I like watched her move from Minnesota where I was living at the time. And, you know, I just felt like I totally knew you. And then I, of course, I think social media really lends us to feeling like we know that person. And in all truth, I mean, we always, I think a lot of us put on our best self in social media. Yes. Although yes. I do show up just a frazzled mess because I like showing people that I'm in a closet filled with 47 mounds of fabric and it's hell. I like that. I And I like showing like the before and after.
0: I love seeing the realness. I do Me every too. time. I really do. Like the process. Because otherwise yep. it's like, how'd you get there? You know?
1: Really? Yeah. I mean, like nothing is... I, I think if you're like, a, I don't know if the it's real artist or I don't know how you say that, but I think if you're really authentic, you do make messes and you do have stuff and sure we clean up and tidy. I do before I start any big project because that's kind of my like time to think about what I'm going to get my head into. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm like, you know, it's not a perfect little pretty, all the pink paints are lined up and all that.
0: No, and I'm I'm always relieved when I realize that we're all, that most of us are that way. Yeah. You know, so tell us, tell us a bit about your path on how you got to those closets full of piles of wonderful, delicious things.
1: (laughs) Well, um, I think I, I've said this every time I think I've had a conversation, but I knew when I was little, when I was six years old, I knew that my life would be spent being an artist. I knew it. I knew it as sure as I knew that I loved Captain Crunch cereal. I mean, like I knew that was going to be my life. And it started in a nutshell with being in first grade, Mrs. Johnson, my teacher. And I grew up in a tiny little river town, Comanche, Iowa, Um, could walk to school, knew everybody, you know, only child. So I really found a lot of my life in creating. Mm. and it was just a really big kind of not a safe place but just a really good place for me to just pour out everything that maybe other people wouldn't have understood yeah and um mrs johnson handed out these little sheeps they were just like a clip art sheep on a piece of paper and um Cotton balls, and then that glue paste that used to have yes. the stick thing in it, and like some of the weirder kids would eat it. Yes, yes. yeah, remember? Yes, I do.
0: So um, maybe <laughs> they still do. I don't know. I haven't bought. Oh God, I can just yeah. I but you can kind of smell it. Yes, you can. I can totally see it, smell it, and I still remember thinking to myself, "Why would somebody eat this?" <laughs>
1: I know. I know. I don't know. It was because it was sort of. But yogurt wasn't really a thing then. So like, you know, I don't know, but I know that I didn't eat it. And I know <laughs> I know that I used it to glue the cotton balls down. And I think what we were supposed to do, I know what we were supposed to do was glue all of the cotton balls on the sheep and then color the sky and whatever. Right. And I colored the sky with my crayons, but then I made clouds. I pulled the things and I made clouds. And then I did like a design on the actual sheep. Oh my gosh. And so I realized as everybody was passing them forward that I hadn't done it like everyone else. So I think a part of little me was like, okay. Uh, Yeah. Uh But then the other part of little me was like, well, I did it. Yeah. And I got it back with a little sticky star and I got an A plus. And it said, Kelly is a very good little artist. And that's what I do. I'm like, I can be different and I can do... what's in my head and I'm going to get any plus for it.
0: Oh, wow. Nice message. Nice message. We don't all get that message.
1: No, that's a really good Mrs. Johnson.
0: Yeah. Because it had it gone the other way. You did this wrong. It was supposed to all be on the sheep, which you're a loser depending on her linear or not thinking. Right. She could have easily said, try again. So you, have you always been into details, do you think? Yes. Because I would call you very detail or detail small I things. I love your work so much because I feel like I can look at one place and just go deep into the detail.
1: I am really, really detailed. I've always like, I then I started making Barbie clothes and I had incredible... Barbie houses. So my dad had built shelves in my room and I cleared off the shelves. It was supposed to be to put things away on, but it ended up being a condo for my Barbies. And so I would do like, you know, really pretty swagged drapes and bedding. And of course it was built out of like a Kleenex box, but it was still good, you know? Oh yeah. And uh, I loved it. And I would take old things and make, you know, pretty things with it. And my parents were always you know, we can take you to a store and buy new fabric. We can take you here and buy this. And I was like, no, 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 this shirt will work great. I found it, you know, in the garage or whatever. Yeah, oh, I love that. Um, so I've always been, and I always did it by hand. I didn't have a sewing machine. And I always would play records on my record player. And I would just make stuff. And I've always been into the details. And then I don't know how old I was, but probably like junior high- I read something that said what a graphic designer was. And Ah. I'm like, that's what I'm going to be. I'm going to be an artist and a graphic designer (laughs) because I love type. I love type fonts Mm -hmm. and I love, um, the nuances of how straight or how, I mean, just that organicness that it can have, but then yet the simpler somehow seems to be the harder. And I learned that in college, I went to Iowa state university and, um, I just really have always, always loved making some making something new look older. Mm. and making things look like they've had another life.
0: Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. to me,
1: that has to come through layers. Yeah. And so whether I'm painting or I am stitching, which the stitching has kind of come by surprise in all honesty. I've always made things, but I don't think it was until the last maybe nine, 10 years that I realized that I could stitch. And that, that was a thing like huh. that, you know, I never really go for the approval. Right. Switch around enough in what I do that I don't expect like a fan base to go. She only stitches and we love her, you know, But I think I found that I could dabble and try different things and still be liked.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Social media or whatever.
0: Interesting, isn't it? I think I know I've said this on here before, but I'm definitely a many things interest me kind of creative. And I I would guess that most of us are, but we tend to be known for one thing or the other or 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 maybe get kind of boxed in a little bit. And I love it that you do so many things your courses are so varied you can learn so many little lovely Mm bite-sized things from you and 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 that you just do what you what you're in the mood to do which is right what I mean what a better thing
1: well it it keeps you I think for me it's always staying you know going back to that I'm lucky to wake up today and have today and so what can I bring out that is still positive, it still feels like me, and how can I get that out there and out of me and out of my head so the thought doesn't drive me crazy and keep going around like hamster on a wheel and do it? And, and the refreshing thing is that I do go from a stitching journal class, which obviously people are going to love because journaling is such a hot thing hmm. but then i switch to wing wonders where it's all about birds and i i don't even stop to think like how am i gonna make money at this no one's gonna want to stitch a bird or paint a bird and and then i'm surprised because all these people are like we love birds and we're gonna do this exactly so i do hop around um a lot and then I think sometimes like, oh, no, 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 stay on task, just do this, just do that. But I I couldn't, I'd be so bored.
0: Well, and maybe on task means just following your, your passion, you know, what's lighting you up that day.
1: I think it's different for everyone. And I totally agree. I see some people that have like one style and they just excel and they're doing everything in the world with it. And I think that is so cool, Mm -hmm. but that is totally it's totally me and not me. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know, uh, Jill Schwartz?
0: Oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. She so taught she, our workshop in January.
1: That's right. That's, I knew yeah. that. So she, um, is more than an Instagram friend, but that's how we connected. And I've collected her work since I was like in my twenties and I yeah. lived in Dallas, Texas. So I've, I've had her picture frames, stuff like that, but she's very detailed. And, um, than the mom and dad graphic design, you know, the whole thing. And so for my connection, what she said about me that I thought was really, really insightful is she said, um, you take, like, I can always tell it's your art, even Mm. if it's stitched or if it's painted, because it still feels like it came from the same person, which I'd had no one ever say to me. That's a big compliment. That was huge.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Is your stitching kind of like, do you listen to things or watch things when you stitch? Because I feel like it's so, um, there's so much to it. Is that just kind of a meditative thing for you?
1: Yeah, but surprisingly, um, I love true crime.
0: Same here. (laughs) Do
1: you? Oh my God. We should be watching the Murdoch Trial I right now. <laughs> I'm literally probably turning red while I say that. But yeah, I'll turn on true crime. So you can kind of just listen, but then you'll look up from time to time if something happens, like when they walk right. in the house and these whatever. But yeah, I it's the true crime thing, which is crazy. Same. And if it comes to music, I love like indie folk. Mm-hmm. I love Iris Dement. I love yep. Ben Harper. I love James Taylor. I love the old Crow Medicine Show. I oh, mean, like, yeah. It,
0: oh, it, love these, all of them.
1: It you know, varies, but mm-hmm. um, but most of the time I will be watching something. And I wish I could say, I'm going to try to move into this vein, but I wish I could say that I sit and listen to really intelligent podcasts and I learn quantum physics or something. <laughs> <great>. <laughs> But I don't, um, I don't. And and then I just get inside my head and I say like this year I'm doing my Valentine or it isn't even Valentine, but my heart collection. And I told myself, I wanted it to feel like you walked into Marie Antoinette's, I don't even know. Just, I look at one pair of her shoes and then boom, I went into 16 hearts. So, oh,
0: that's so cool. I love the inspiration and just kind of how it how it leads you down
1: yeah, whatever path. And I try to do my inspiration from vintage
0: mm-hmm. or
1: history. I don't look on Pinterest. Um I do, but I don't before I do anything. Right. Cuz I think that when you have multi ways of creating I don't want to be too influenced by like this is how so and so stitched this or this is how so and so made a rabbit or whatever you're making. Yeah. So, I try to just pull from history and I love that. That works better for me.
0: Do you sit wow. with your uh, bits and pieces kind of around you or do you plan do you plan it out and pull things out or do you just say like I'm going to pull my drawer out and see what's what's going to come to me?
1: pretty much just grab. Um, I'm a big believer in using what you have. I'm, a, a big believer in, you know, just having a whole bunch of stuff in front of you. Like I put it on a tray, like a breakfast tray mm-hmm. and I just dump like tea stained stuff, torn bits. I just no color idea at all. And then I just start. And most of the time it comes out to be a thing. <laughs> um, but then I'll get tired of like that color or that what just the fabric or whatever, and then I'll switch. Yeah. But most of the time it just starts like a giant mess. And I think that's what I try to teach in my classes is that you don't have to have like you don't have to go to Joanne's and buy like the five fabrics that match. Or you can, that's certainly great if that's what you're into. But you can literally just grab from old things that you have, and I find that it makes your art much more creative if you're mm-hmm. pulling from that than if you are kind of out there looking around planning it all. But there, I are two, I mean, you can see like by the people in, what in my class when, because um, I have eighteen online classes, but I also have eighteen private Facebook pages oh, where wow. everybody can share it's getting a little big for me and all honesty, <laughs> it's hard for me to go and comment, you know, yeah, yeah. but at the same time, I'm so grateful that people show up and they make what they make. And there's some extraordinary art and there's a gift in knowing, and you know this, but there's a gift in knowing that like you can actually communicate and someone can get it and then they can just go.
0: Yeah. like That is the biggest thing. I, I think that is so cool. You're right. I'm glad you said that because there really is something to be said. I'm You're a maker, but you help other people in their creative path as well. And I think and there's and you're not setting out to say, oh, here, I'm going to teach you how to do this. You're saying yeah. I love doing this. Maybe you'll love doing this. And then you right. can see that that it works. Yeah. I, I think that's super rewarding for everyone. The biggest
1: blessing is that you can see that it works and people will say like, this changed my whole life or they'll have a story that is really sad, but this kind of changed their outlook and now they're making these things and they're selling them. And I just think that's incredible. Like I would have never thought, you know, like I I was totally against teaching online. I just thought there's no way I'm going to do this. And then something hit one day And I can be honest, I've never even taken an online class except for Lila's.
0: I love Um, that. I love that you just dove in without doing all sorts of like, oh, I have to check all this out. That's fantastic. No,
1: because I think I would have failed. I, I would have been too like, oh, I have to do it this way. I have to show up this way. I have to look this way. I have to have, you know, I mean, we did research. My husband is so good at technology and helps me with, you know, I have umbrella lights, I have ring lights, I have a really good way of recording, you know, I mean, I, I'm professional in that way. Right. But as far as like writing to someone who has 5,000 courses and saying, you know, can I pay you or can I somehow learn this? I just didn't do that.
0: Or a comparison. You know, I think that's the other thing like, oh, so-and-so does it this way. I'm, I, that must be the standard or I have to do this. I love Kelly that you, that you just, you did that, and I'm I, taking this off
1: my wall. What are you, okay, so oh, comparison is the thief of joy.
0: It is. That is Isn't beautiful. That cool? Yeah. And is, so, is, is I it
1: mean, you do that. Did you I make did that? the artist. Um, I can't read. But so we're looking at a
0: black and white. Is it a um? Is it a block print? It is. Yeah. Comparison is yeah. the thief of joy. It's really, I'm going to, let me take a screenshot so I can pop that on the, um,
1: and I'll send you her name the minute we're
0: Okay. Really great. But
1: there's my ring light. Um, but, <laughs> but it yeah. is
0: comparison is the thief of joy. And I, yeah. I know we say it and that's a beloved quote and we all it is. know it, but there's something so empowering about stepping into something you're interested in and just being like, you know what? No, I'm, I'm, that's what I did with this podcast. I, that's there's crazy good. <laughs> thanks. There's definitely other creative podcasters that I highly, highly, um, respect, but I don't go listen to them all because I don't, I want to keep my, you know, kind of thing going the way it is. I mean, I certainly will listen here and there because I'm, because I'm a fan, but I just, I certainly didn't before I started because I didn't want to stop myself. You know? know, there was enough other things stopping me.
1: Exactly. I mean, I have a very hard time getting out of my own head and getting out of my own way. And so if I were to inundate myself with all of that information and everything, and I couldn't do it. I, I, there, I really could not do it. So yeah. I just figure, you know what, you keep doing what you do. You show up, yep. you're a good person. You do the very best you know how, and you have a nice life. That's you know? right.
0: I think, you know, so often we do think, Oh my gosh, I like all these things. Maybe I should niche or focus. Maybe uh-huh, I, uh-huh. maybe I'm doing too much, but I would imagine with 18 very different courses, that to me, that represents Kelly, that represents your likes, interests, passions. And it's just a vote of confidence. Like, yeah, this is who I am. And maybe you'll find something here as well. You know, you listener, reader, watcher, creator. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well put. I I hope that's, that's true. Um, I have a really great, I want to do like the year long Mm -hmm. class. Um, and to be honest, I'm kind of struggling with what to call it. Like, I want to just keep branding things with my name mm-hmm. because I think that that way that's easiest. Um, although when I hear like windowsill chats and hear like, you know, there are some things that I hear and I just go, there's nothing better that you could have come up with in the whole world. It's already taken, you know, or like, <laughs> um, I don't know, but you know, there are so many people and and just a few of those names are so good
0: like windowsill chats and oh, then the
1: windowsill. And then, I mean, I'm just like, ah, oh, shut
0: up. But that, you know, know what, just, Kelly, it might just happen. Cause that was a complete fluke. It was a complete fluke. When I was trying to figure out, I'm a big fan of using your name. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. I probably would always lean to that because it's recognizable. Your name right. is one that wouldn't be that hard to find if people were Googling it, you know, windowsill chats. I don't know. I wasn't going to do like the Margot Tantow podcast, but <laughs> it, it, it came from the song and I was talking to um, a friend and she said, why don't you name a windowsill chat? I was like, Oh, that's a good idea. All right. I think I will. So you it's never brilliant. know. It is a
1: great idea. It is, I mean, it is just, it just sounds really laid back to me and easy and interesting. Cause right. I picture like growing up, like talking over our little fence by the lilac trees to my neighbor who was in her garden. So to me, it just sounds like a natural happening and you're there and it's just a fun chat. And it just sounds like you can learn a whole lot if you, if you just shut up long enough to listen, there's really good
0: stuff there in that windowsill. Oh, thanks. But if you want to hang out and not think about it, you can do that too. Right. It's that kind of place that, yeah, that, Leaning over the neighbor's fence, that reminds that takes me back to my grandmother's backyard. I love that.
1: Absolutely. That's where I go. I go to our backyard, grandma's backyard. So I kind of want to keep it my name, obviously Kelly May Crunch, but then I wanted to put something on the end of it. And every word that I put on the end of it either sounds like I'm, you know, like society. I'm not a society, you know, like right. I, I just, I'm just like, oh, geez. So um, it's stopping me and I wish I could just come up
0: with it. And, hmm. and is this for the year long? Uh-huh. Which was okay. supposed to start January, but it couldn't. Did go you in not? In, because, of, oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> you all listening? Let's send in some ideas. We'll put that's, them on Kelly's Instagram or mine of a name for her year long. So would it be? What's your idea for the year-long course? Okay. I just
1: wrote down that. That was brilliant what you just did. Okay. <laughs> so what I want to do is I want to create a group that comes every month and we'll do a live Zoom together. Yeah. And that will be super fun. And I'll do intermittent, like, hey, can you guys show up on Thursday at noon and, you know, or Thursday at 730, because that seems to be my thing too. Um, So... I want to have that kind of atmosphere. They will get classes that nobody else will be able to see or get every month. And then I'm going to combine all that with a snail mail campaign that I can create every month. They will get a surprise via snail mail because I love sending things. I love making things for other people. And I think that that would be I don't know. I haven't researched enough, but I've researched a couple online that are yep. month, you know, all year. And um I don't know anybody doing the snail mail thing. Now I might, you know, if I'm blessed, I'll be inundated with people that sign up and then I'll be like, holy buckets, I'm I can't do He's the snail, snail mail. But um, I will commit to the whole year of it because I've said I would. So I'm not going to do, you know, I'll never say something and then not follow it up. I'll figure it Uh, out. Yeah. Um, But I'd like to keep it just something because that's fresh and new and anyone can sign up. I'll make it affordable and then come in with surprises, too. There'll be surprise lessons. There'll be lots of fun things that other people outside of this might not get and or see. And the thing that spurred me to do it isn't really the monthly payment thing. It's that I have some people that have taken, a lot of people that have taken every
0: single course. Oh, wow.
1: And so that's- So they're ready
0: for, so they, I think that's really interesting because you have people that are loving what you do and they want more. So the option is- 18 more courses or something. I love this idea because then you can put something together where, you know, it's, it's fluid. There's things happening within it instead of buy this course, buy this course. I think that sounds fascinating.
1: I think it, it, it feels right to me because I have, again, if I look at my numbers of how many people have taken every single class that's just insane I mean that's like
0: interesting
1: that's really um I don't even know what to say about that you know thank you yeah I was everybody. gonna say
0: what lovely but, people and you're inspiring I, them you own that too you know
1: yeah and I a lot of it I think is that I'm I'm funny when I teach um and I make mistakes and then I'll say like you know it's okay. I just spilled the black ink on everything. Let's just figure out how to make that work and cover it up and, or do the whole thing black and start over. It's fine. And I don't edit my videos, which I, it might be unheard of, but I don't, I've taught myself not to swear during them, which I think is (laughs) nice. And I, um, I don't edit them because I want it to seem, I I want it to seem like they're in the room with me and we're all together.
0: Yeah. So I love
1: that. I just think it's an, it would be nice for me to have that constant. And I work really great with deadlines because obviously I did commercial graphic Graphic design design. and I had an illustration rep for 22 years. So I am super big fan of deadlines. I mean, I I love them.
0: That's a gift to to love a deadline. I I know. So back to the name, if anybody has any ideas, what's your Instagram?
1: Oh, it's um, Kelly May Krenz.
0: Do that but- or leave it on the Windowsill Chats episode, uh, Windowsill Chats Instagram, and we'll, we'll get you all set up and then you won't have any excuses, but you'll have to start. Well,
1: and I think that what we should do is whoever wins, and I think you and I should go ahead and pick the winner together. Okay. Love it. Cause it's a, it's a group thing here. And then whoever wins will get a thank you and some sort of handmade art from me as cool. a thank you. I
0: love so, that. So I cool. Like,
1: we'll start the snail mail, but yeah, but, this is brilliant because that's what's
0: stopping me is that name. Okay. Well, we we'll, we're going to get right on past that
1: but if i had to like if you asked me to do something and come up with a whole bunch of names for something
0: i could do that of course it's always harder when it's ours right yeah so do you have any advice for somebody that might want to be starting that might be thinking about starting an online class
1: my advice would be to get yourself some decent lighting you can easily record with your iphone Um, I can actually, if you'd like, I will share what I use. Sure. If you want to put that under this. Yeah, we'll
0: put it in the show notes for sure.
1: Yeah. In the show notes. You can Um, send that to me. Yeah. I'll write them all down because I've learned just by trial and error, but I've also, um, I think that having like the right thing to hold your phone with the right light, um, I don't think you have to spend thousands of dollars to do this, but I think you have to make sure it's well lit and people can hear you. Mm -hmm. And then I think you need to just do it. I think (laughs) you just need to pick something that you love. I'm applauding. Even if it's drawing lambs, I'll just use it because I've already said lambs, or if it's just sitting and doing a little still life and showing people how many different ways you could do that still life with drawing or with a Sharpie or with the watercolor. But I think you really just have to get out of your own way. Yeah. I wouldn't plan every detail. Um, I I really wouldn't. I mean, I do write myself a rough idea, mm-hmm. but if you saw my rough idea and then when I, where I end up, you'd be like, why did you do that? It doesn't even follow it. So, you know, um, and and just keep it fresh. Just keep it authentic and give more of your ideas while you're teaching than you possibly can imagine. Because I, love that. I feel like if one person takes my idea and they do a whole line and go into the world and produce it and make it happen, you know, that's just one idea. I have a bazillion 478 ideas. So, you know. Don't be afraid to give somebody like a whole bunch of information. Don't be afraid to share, because I think that that will limit you to sharing what you know and what you can give.
0: I know. I just love that. I I think that's so, so good, because I think if you're worried about somebody taking your idea, then you're not remembering the fact that it's you. It's your brain. You're full of ideas. Yes. So you're just and that person's going to take what you're teaching and do it their way
1: as well. Exactly. Nobody can be you. Nobody can be me. Nobody can be Lilla. You know, I mean, we all have to just show up. And so the trick I think is just staying authentically you Yeah. and not trying to be like an artist that you admire because you'll never be that person.
0: I like to think of it as techniques, you know, and also I do want to mention like there's a lot of platforms that you can teach on right like a domestica or any number of them but yeah also don't think that's how you have to do it you can just do it yourself
1: yes I know at the beginning I I really wanted like certain artists that have other artists teach under their name I had two names that I wanted to be asked by Mm. like I really did and I reached out to one of them probably a dozen times which is pretty brave. I mean, or, or stupid.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I'm, I'm surprised anyway. I never
1: got a response and I, I just thought, you know, okay, I can be like really hurt and wonder, or I can just say, you know what? Just do it, Kelly. Just buy the stuff, sit down, share what you know. And if it's supposed to work out, it's going to work out, you know, spend a lot of time at it. Don't, treat it like it's, you know, I mean, really have it matter. And, and it matter. I do, I have it matter. I have everything that I do matters to me. I don't just do something and then go, yeah, I kind of gave it a try. I show up, I make sure it matters. And I make sure that I always give more than I expect to get back. And it works. It works perfectly. Oh, so
0: such good advice. I'm curious. The other thing I'd love to know is if any of you are thinking about this, any, anybody listening, are you just on the edge? I hope this tips you towards trying something. Me too. Yeah. Me
1: too. I think the hardest thing is just getting started. It's like, um, getting started with yoga or taking walks or anything. Um, I think the hardest thing is that you just tell yourself to start. Mm -hmm. And I mean, my first online class was, uh, Creating your own spirit wand. I mean, what? You know, like <laughs> what in the world? And and I, I really that. was passionate about it. I was making these things and selling them like hotcakes. And I remember, I, I loved them. And yeah. then I have like a video of my husband video video of me walking along the Mississippi, and it's. I don't know. It's like cold March. It's freezing and I'm like trying to forage driftwood and I'm tripping on driftwood and the wind is howling and I put my hood up and I'm not dressed warm enough because I'm trying to just wear my little army coat that's cute. And and it's just <laughs> ridiculous. It is so funny, but boom, put it in there. Did another whole video on how to wash your your driftwood and then let it bathe by moonlight. I mean, people must have thought I was absolutely <laughs> I love nuts, it. but I was like, Nope, this is what I do. And I'm going to show it. I'm I love it. It, hanging out in the moonlight. Um, and it started from there. So I did start
0: off kind of like, what the, <laughs> yeah. I love it. Do- is there a favorite or a most popular um that is a really
1: popular one which is super embarrassing to say. i'm gonna go watch that one um, yeah it's uh, uh yeah i'll send it to you it's funny um i just sent it to joe packham because she was talking i was talking with her about videos and i said i've got two that you will absolutely like i took this so seriously and she's <laughs> like you couldn't have i'm like oh yeah uh-huh, <laughs> i did um, I think the most popular one right now would be um, ink. St- I don't, it, it was the longest name, hence meaning help. Ink, stamp, stitch, draw, paint, bunnies.
0: Oh wow! Okay, cool.
1: That was my second class. I and we have it. hundreds of people that <laughs> made bunnies. Wow. I'm like, okay, there you go with the bunnies.
0: Well, there's something about all the ways you can do it too, which sounds really interesting. I can ink, I can stamp, I can sketch, right. I can draw, you know.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, and I have a lot of people that start and say like, well, I've never drawn anything in my life. And man, they have like excelled, especially in my floral classes. Yeah. So that's really fun to see. Um, journaling is always really popular because journeying is always really popular. (laughs) Right. And I would like to do another journaling. I have two, I think, but I'd like to do another one, but I really want it to be from a place that is just me playing around. And I come up with this idea and it becomes a journal. And I think there are too many journaling classes right now that I I know I'd be influenced by, and not even meaning to, but I mean, you can't look at Instagram and not see somebody do
0: it in a journal, so. um, Yeah, and I think in in that case, it's like, what's the Kelly way? What what would, you know, how would you do it without looking?
1: Yeah, so I gotta gotta hold off on that. So I'm gonna, um, I've I've got the year of the rabbit. I really wanna do something around that. Um, But it has to be completely like, maybe I'll try paper mache. I haven't tried it. Oh, since love that! And so I might do some paper mache and see what kind of rabbit I can come up with. I don't want it to be a cute rabbit. I want it to be a, you know, you kind go. of a. Well, I have a French rabbit.
0: Oh, that's a. We're holding up a little. Is it an old card? Yes. Sweet but little. It's okay, such, I'm going to take, take a picture of that too. Of it. Yeah.
1: I mean, he's he's playing the drum which gives him full credit and he's on a way he's got a good
0: side profile
1: he does not not you know I don't know I feel like he gets it so I think he gets it too go around this little French rabbit so Um, if you
0: could if you had to pick one of your favorite things illustrating painting or stitching and I'm sure there's more do you have like what if you had to pick one could you
1: Well, I love designing logos. <laughs> I do. I love, that. Um, I love doing logos, but I, I really do like painting a lot. Um, I loved when I was doing my spirit warrior series. Oh, me too. I have I a beautiful those. one. You have the very first one I ever painted.
0: That's right. Oh my gosh. She spoke to me so loudly. She, it's I mean, my you favorite know, one clearly I've ever... I should say, oh, really? Oh, yeah. She's so yeah.
1: good. my other one that I love that I, I won't sell is my fire one.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. I love her, her. Her faces are so good. Yeah, I know we're we're saying things and you guys are are listening on, on your in your ears. But well, if you check check out I'll Kelly's Instagram and her. Yeah, we'll have we'll have all this. Up. I'll,
1: I'll do pictures. So I guess, you know, I I'm surprised by the stitching. Interesting. I surprised. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised by it. I often wonder like, you know, gosh, am I going to get arthritis? I won't be able to stitch. So maybe I shouldn't pick that one. Um, I do really like the stitching. I, I, I get, I. It's so
0: rich. There's so, it's so layered and multi. There's just, I love looking at it.
1: Thank you. It's really surprising. It's not your
0: average stitching.
1: Perhaps no. Um, I, my mother it makes amazing quilts, made amazing quilts, hundreds of beautiful quilts. Oh, wow. Um, did them all by hand, eight stitches per inch. I mean, they're just wow. perfect.
0: Wow. And
1: yeah. I don't do perfect mm-hmm. um, at all. But I know when I did What Women Create, which I was just to the moon thrilled about. And I was working on my big piece, which people can't see, but it was the cu- front and back cover of what women create. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting in bed working on it and she, Joe Packham wanted it to be about shrines, my stitch mm-hmm. shrines. And so I was like, all right, cool. So I did a bunch of shrines. Of course I said, yes, I'd do it. And I didn't have one single shrine because I sold them all. <laughs>
0: right. And then
1: I was like, oh my God, hurry up, make shrines. So I made a bunch of shrines. And then I was working on this side thing that as I stitched on it every single night watching my true crime, I would say I'm working on this even though it wasn't asked for because it's going to be the front cover. I said that every single night. Oh, nice. See and intention. That it was. Uh-huh. See so, how it works. Um, I think stitching. I I'm surprised by that. I'm really surprised by that because it seems like such a grandma thing.
0: You know, like not just oh, you don't make it look grandma at all but thank you. And I think wow. stitching is, so, I mean, I'm loving it and there's so yeah. many, there's mending and stitch. I just feel like it's, it's more well, and I- more part of our ver- vernacular and our toolbox, if you will. And I, I, I love, um, combining it. I'm working on, you know, I've made a couple hats and cool. My friend and I are collaborating because she's a stitcher and it, I love a collaboration. Me too. But we made, she drew this idea of like a silver band, hat band slide thing. And, oh. you know, I, I made it and then I put the stone on there and she, then she was like, what if we, what if you punched hole, you know, punch little holes in it yeah. and then stitched and it was silver? Like, you know, so I can't, I love an idea and I find these in classes. Like, I think I would get ideas from your classes that would make me like, oh, I'm going to i'm going to take this into what i'm doing and shift yes. it right yes. or collaborating or just reading something interesting or watching something or looking at a certain color or how somebody's mixing something and and yes. those all spin me off on little ideas because to your point there's a lot of people making beautiful hats but i don't want mine to look like any of those yeah, ever
1: i know i know I, I i love what you're saying and i i could not agree more i just and that's why when i'm stitching um I have one beautiful stitching book that, um, it's just beautiful. It's exquisite, um, right down to the binding and it's, Mm. um, and I never say the name, right? So I'm, I'll just give, I'll send you a photo. I won't even try to say the name because I will blow it. Oh,
0: try it. it. And then we'll have people. It's like Junko Uno. Oh yeah. She's amazing.
1: Okay. So her book is. It's like a hundred dollars. It comes in this case. It comes from far away,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, but she's a she's a knitter too. Is she?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think. I think. Well, I'm her right. book blows my mind. I mean, yeah. her. I, I have the book. It's on my sacred bookshelf. I touch it. I look at it. I like this. I like everything about it. Um, but I don't try to emulate. I don't try to do right. stitches like her. I don't try to make my fabric like hers. Um. I just am inspired by the richness of it. And I do believe that my stitching ends up looking rich. So with that said, that's kind of where my head's at on that.
0: I love it. I think, I love it. I think. And again, perfect. going back
1: to the history and going back to vintage. And I do live, yeah. I live now in Galena, Illinois, which is another tiny little river town. Um, and it's all- it's very creative, isn't it? It's very creative. Yeah. It's real creative. It's all built around Ulysses S. Grant because he wasn't one of our presidents oh, and he lived here. And okay. so history is huge. We do civil war reenactments. We do, we got it all. I mean, it's people are in period costumes for no reason, just out for din. So yeah, it's, um,
0: wow. That's wild.
1: And it fun. is wild it is wild and dan and i live we bought a a home that was a church built in 1838
0: so cool looking. so
1: we can just we're kind of high on a hill in a really treacherous driveway that the city still thinks is a street because (laughs) our house was a church so it gets plowed
0: interesting oh Uh, nice
1: handy yes and we can just walk down or slide down our hill Walk across a bridge through the park, Grant Park, yeah, and we're downtown. So, oh, wow. in a town of, I don't know what what the population is. I did know like thirty five hundred. Okay, and it gets like one point three million visitors a year.
0: Yes, it's That's a crazy. destination. I know it is a
1: destination, and so we we're locals now, so we know like ah, everybody's
0: Those coming tourists. for that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: grants parade oh my gosh so, you know we leave town you know it's that kind of thing yeah. whereas you know growing up i always came here it's about an hour and a half from mom dad's so i always wanted to come here because to me it was my version of what i thought europe was like oh, in my little yeah. fishing on the mississippi river brain <laughs> i thought oh my gosh you know it's like europe and my dad would be like well we could go to Disneyland or Six Flags. And I'd be like, no, I just want to go to Galena and see oh. like all the old stuff. And he'd be like, never understood that. Like, I
0: don't know. <laughs> and now you live there. Now I live here. Yeah. I love that. So how do you think that your own life experiences, your graphic design, because we haven't even barely touched on that, um, have invo- evolved your business over the past Few years or not, few, few, many years, you know, what, what have Um, I, how have those kind of combined themselves to get you where you are?
1: That's a really good question. Um, I, well, I graduated with in fine art and graphic design. And so I thought that that would be like, you know, this is what I'm going to do. And the first place I went to work for had a project for me, which was through Andrew Jurgens And so they sent me to, Cincinnati Ohio for six months or eight months six eight months wow I mean, really to um I thought it was to be a graphic designer so I got there and it was to um draw the ivory bow <gasps> what okay That's so fun. for those of
0: you who don't know what we're talking about ivory is a soap yeah. and a dishwashing liquid right what else there's probably yeah. other things and it has a blue has a bow oh. on it for 6 months okay wait T- okay i don't want to i drew keep so going.
1: many i illustrated so many bows that wow. i honestly don't wear bows i like bows on presents and that's it i can appreciate a good bow but i i so you were
0: drawing bows to get the right blue bow was that the just to get a series of them a series to use on many it things is-
1: series of bows.
0: And this is pre-illustrator, pre-photoshop.
1: Yes, is... And granted, I loved pen and ink because again, going back to my love for type and typography, but yeah. So I went <laughs> from the bows to not wanting to work, not wanting to draw anything oh, wow. for a while. And I went to Dallas, Texas um because I had an ex-boyfriend who was then again, boyfriend and so I thought, well, I'll go to Dallas. And when he worked, I went and looked for jobs. And I ended up finding, you know, several different jobs at different agencies, doing graphic design, liking it, not really loving it, but it was okay. Loving the graphic design, but not the company per se. Got it. So then I thought I'm going to just be a freelancer. How I even knew it, there was a freelancer. I don't know, but I did. And so then I went to work for J.C. JCPenney. And I was a like,
0: which is a department store, or was a department store? Yeah, <laughs> it was.
1: And I did. uh, I was put in charge of athletic wear
0: and young men's wear. Doing Designing design. it or doing graphic yeah. design for it? Just doing graphic design for okay. it. Okay, because I was going to say somebody else switched your career again for then you. Then I guess
1: switched again. No. So then I was even doing like patterns for fabrics for them. And oh,
0: okay. Wow. That
1: kind of stuff, and that was okay too. And then I got a little bored. Then I saw that, and I was there like a couple of years. I'm not saying like, I just jumped off, you know, I I did that pretty steady, Um, but I was bored. So at night I went to work for an art gallery on um, green, what is it? Green? I can't think of the name of the street. In Dallas? Yeah. Okay. Big street, lots of fun stuff. Went to work at an art gallery at night. Um, unpacking art and doing the displays. It was called the old moon on Greenville Avenue. There we Okay. Go. And um, I loved that. I loved it. It taught me how to pack art and unpack art really well, which is good for today because I sell my art. And um, then I went and I did freelance for Neiman Marcus downtown. Okay. And I loved it because you either had to like, wear Neiman's clothing, which was expensive for someone who had been working for J.C. JCPenney. Yes, the opposite um, ends of the spectrum. Or I could wear vintage. So I wore all vintage because oh, wow, that how I cool! Could afford and I loved it. And at that time in my life, I think I wanted to be Patsy Cline, even though I couldn't sing. It was okay. Gosh, people used I to tell me like I look Patsy. like
0: Patsy Cline. Love, love her. I love that. So you wore vintage and, and fancied yourself Patsy Cline. Fabulous. I yep. And then at
1: Christmas, like a few people that I worked with at Neiman's would give me a black turtleneck, you know, and I'd be like, oh, I'll wear the black turtleneck, you know? Um, So I did that. And then um, I I just found myself like in traffic and I found myself like having great ideas, but then they would always be taken back to, can we do this in burgundy and gray or, you know, whatever the colors were at that time. And I thought, yeah, I, I'm bored. Like, again, I'm bored. I love graphic design, but I'm bored. So at 28, I decided I'm just going to work for myself for the rest of my life. Wow. Good for you. So I've had, um, obviously I've had times when I did really, really, really well. And then I've had times that weren't super great, but I've never, ever, ever stopped working for myself. And so that has been... If I was 28 and I'm 58, that has been a long time.
0: There you go. And
1: my dream was to do handmade cards when I left. I left Neiman's. And so I would go home at night to my two bedroom apartment. One bedroom was my studio studio and I would make cards and they were very graphic and they were each handmade and how I thought I was going to make a ton of money on that. I don't even care. I did it. Then I put them in a vintage suitcase and I went to Ken Knight Gallery and I went to different galleries and I went to the Museum of Art and I showed my collection and they all bought them. And I was like, okay, going to get a rep. So then I looked up how to find a rep and I found a rep of all places in Minnesota. Now I hadn't been to Minnesota yet. Okay. And I um, contacted Roger was his first name. And I contacted him and he said, I'm taking like 15 people to the national stationery show. Would you like to be one of those people? It will cost you this much money to, you know, you don't, I wouldn't go, but my things right. would go, my art. So I said, okay, yeah, sure. Take them, see what we can do. Well, it was amazing. I, I had orders from galleries all over uh-huh. the United States and wow. I had he had it separated into monthly orders, which was lovely. So, mm-hmm. so many in July, so many in June. Doo, 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 doo. Well, it was insane because they were all <laughs> handmade. There was nothing yes. printed about them, not even the stamp oh, on them. There was nothing hand done. I mean, nothing not hand done. And so during this time, I um I had a mistake marriage, but I, I did get married. And he wanted to move to Minneapolis. So moved to Minneapolis and got there and had to find a, a house that I could rent with one car that was near the post office. Cause every day I would have to go Gosh. ship out stuff again, the packing and the shipping came in really handy. I was so smart with it. <laughs> so after a year I had saved enough money to put down on a house and I was like, that's it. I'm done wow. with the cards now. I can't do any more cards. I mean, I just can't. So long story short, I went back to freelancing graphic design and I had great companies. I mean, as you well know, um, Target is national headquarters there. Um, So I went to work, did a ton of freelance for the better part of eight, 10 years. Nice. For Target, for um, Marshall Fields, Macy's. Dayton Hudson, which, uh, you know, obviously Dayton Hudson then became, you know, so it went right. through changes, becoming Marshall Fields, um, but had a really, did great, uh,
0: found well, an H- illustration.
1: How cool and that you like- had
0: had that experience. You know, you could say, yeah, I designed all these patterns for pennies and I did this for Neiman's and, and they're like, right. oh, we've been looking for you. We didn't even know it.
1: And it worked out great, you know, and, and, and the uh, target was great. Um, and then I found an illustration rep quite by accident. She had uh, called our house to talk to my husband at the time. And I was talking with her and I said, um, she said, I heard that you draw and I go, yeah, I draw, but it's mainly just doodle while I'm on the phone or whatever. And um, another friend of mine had said, just because something comes easy to you does not mean that it is not a gift. Oh, nice. And it doesn't mean that you shouldn't make money at it because all this time I had been doing illustration and design, but not charging for the illustration. I would just draw it, design it and get paid. So I ended up having Helen, my rep, and she was my rep for 22 years. And most of my clients were out of New York and they were all fortune 500 companies. And I got to go to New York all the time. So I was like, what could be better? I mean, I get to go to Estee Lauder and I get to go to L'Oreal and I get to go here and there and I mean, meet these people. Amazing. And again, I get to go to the garment district and I get to buy, you know, millions of beads that I don't need. And I got to go to Tinsel Trading Company and it got to the point where I had to like, you know, take $300 in cash and have them tell me like, you're at
0: that limit yeah. because that was the first place I ever spent more than I'd ever spent anywhere else before girl. I, I just, you can't even, you can't even, I mean, just cargo like in, women, the, in the days where the aisle was collapsed in on itself. Yeah. trading. for those of you who don't know, we need to have Marsha on here. Oh, um, yeah. is a store in New York well, it's not there anymore, but it was. And the woman who runs it, ran it there in New York. She had inherited it from her grandfather. It had been called tinsel because the the epaulettes are the shoulder yes. pieces yes. that that um military shoulder pieces from like before World War One were yes. called tinsel. That metal um I don't know. Well, it was it was metal right, that of. was made into like the tassels, yeah, and those epaulettes and things, the little fringes that spiral. So it around. was full. She had a basement full of things that her grandfather had yeah. collected or had like been brought to him. Hundreds and thousands of things. Hundreds and thousands. I have yeah. the book over there, and uh, so anyway, it's a, it was a magical place. It was so magical, and you you
1: you wanted to limit yourself. You did. You wanted to get that one like millinery thing. It didn't happen. <laughs> it couldn't. It couldn't happen. It it could not happen. It couldn't. Oh could
0: not. It oh my happen. gosh. I will never forget my first visit there. Me never. Neither.
1: I went there so often that the girl that worked there would know when I got my yes. <laughs>
0: hair
1: color. I love that. I mean I just I I, I don't know. It was just crazy. So you were started. still
0: living in Minneapolis. You had this amazing oh, illustration rep, sounds like.
1: I did, Helen, Helen Ravenhill. And she it was amazing. She was just absolutely amazing. And uh, then she decided to retire. So I ended up getting really great work from uh, the Mall of America. Yeah, yeah, I got to design and illustrate the world's largest gingerbread house and that whole world. Wow. You did so many diverse things. I know. I really, in my head, I'm telling you, um, I got to do that, which was amazing. I got to design and, um, do the target red card and the launch of it, all of the, um, credit marketing. Um, I mean, I, I did so many different things. Um, and then I kept going back to what, like, what else can I do? I want to do something else. And so After 17 years in Minneapolis, my husband, Dan, my darling husband, Dan, second husband, darling, will be married 16 years this April. And we met and married in 10 days.
0: Oh my gosh. I love that so much. True
1: story. So that's pretty crazy. And we met and married at 730. We met at 730 on a Thursday p.m. because people ask it's like who meets at 7 30 a.m. but anyway (laughs) p.m. um and uh so we both have that tattoo on on our wrist love it and we thought okay we're gonna move to Florida we're gonna switch it up my best friend lived there Mary Grand Prix who is very well known for what she does Mm -hmm. and uh we moved there and didn't love it and we thought we would you didn't love it didn't love it. So um, a lot of older people, not that, you know, I have anything against older people, but really hard to meet people our own age yeah. and that weren't on vacation. And so I decided, you know what, I'm going to design a line of cards again, but this time I'm going to print them. Not going to hand do them.
0: Smart. So, what I meant to ask, what was your card line called? Pearl Button's World. Oh, our little Jack
1: Russell Terrier is named Pearl Button. And it was all about Pearl Button's world. So we, I designed a hundred of those cards. We moved in six months, we moved to Galena, found some place to live, designed a hundred cards, rented a cargo van, drove to New York City, presented the cards um won two best of shows which was huge wow awesome did some with um trader joe's that were amazingly like i was i i couldn't even believe because you make such a little royalty but i couldn't even believe like that many cards sold with a bird on them you know is that sort of like You know, and um, the sweet story to that is that I still have a man that lives in Palm Springs, California. He's 80 something years old. And every year, every January, he orders 20 of those cards. It's the same card. It's got the bird. It says, you are a rare bird. And on the inside, happy birthday. So his friends, like, I love this story because think about it. His 20 friends or however many he still has some of those people are getting that same dumb card every year and oh have my gosh now. I lo- that's that's
0: wild and that's, fabulous
1: it's nuts so I always have to make sure that I have that many you know because I might not not make sure my inventory is up on that bird card number 63. so uh that is a good that's a really good thing
0: that's so thing. are you still selling your cards showing them they're on my website okay
1: um have I designed new cards no. Do I want to? Yes. Um, do I have great ideas for I'm Sure. Uh, you know, and, and again, it goes back to, I wanted to do spirit warrior cards. Yeah. I wouldn't call them that because I know we have all this stuff around right. the word warrior and right. whatever. Yep. Um, and I approached one company and they didn't say yes. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that. So I moved on to something else like there are a million companies or I could just do my own right? right. I, I sell a lot of my cards um but I didn't I just was like, yeah okay, whatever going moving on um and so I I then moved on to doing fabric so I did fabric lines for free Spirit fabrics um Kind of cool because again I'm I'm always merging my graphic design and my illustrating, And even in my stitching, I feel like you can tell that I was a graphic designer Uh because I do things very graphically. Yeah. Even though they're like a mod podge of layers and stuff, it still feels like I know something. It still feels like somebody knows something about (laughs) color or something, you know?
0: Yeah, very thoughtful, thoughtfully- it looks very thoughtfully placed. Even It doesn't look like you thought it through. That's not what I mean. No, but right. I feel like when, when I look it at it, it's like, I bet she looked at that and thought, I think I need to put a stitch right there. You know, that kind of yes. thing.
1: Yes. Or if there's some turquoise up here, that either can be my star or I need to dibble a little bit
0: down here. As, so as, as we do, if we're, if we're thinking about developing graphically or patterns or whatever it is you you know you think through that stuff yes oh my gosh I did not realize all the things I know I know I don't know if it's good or bad or
1: what but so
0: are you still doing what kind of design work are you doing besides your artwork I mean your your tactile artwork I backed out of a lot
1: I I don't I no longer have big corporate clients um and that's by choice. I was doing quite a bit of Target stuff still up until maybe three, four years ago. Um, And a lot of the campaigns I worked on for Target, the reason that I stopped was they were doing really well. They didn't really need me to do them. I was doing a gift card here and there or something. And I just thought, you know what? I can be better and bigger than this and I don't wanna do this anymore. I want to reinvent who I am. Yeah. So I think I'm pretty good at reinventing who I am. Sounds like. Um, and a lot of it has to do with not being afraid to have something stop.
0: I love that, um, thought. Okay. Talk about that for a minute.
1: Not being afraid.
0: Not being afraid to have something stop.
1: Um, I've had things in my life that could stop anyone. Mm. And in a nutshell mm. at 39, I found out I had an aneurysm and I was told that I might not live. And I reass- I had to get all of my affairs in order. I had to plan mm. my um, not making it. Mm. And I was in Minneapolis. So I was fortunate to have really good doctors from Mayo really mm-hmm. good vascular surgeons, really good cardiologists. Um, and I, it really made wow. me reassess my life at 39 years old. I had a great career, doing really well. Financially, I was good. Um, health-wise, I'd gotten sick. And I so I wrote down what I would change when I lived. I never really gave myself that window of not living. Mm. Um, I never told myself that I wouldn't. But I did know in the back of my head that you know that was a real possibility mm-hmm. and um that it would be pretty much a miracle if I lived. And so um, wow. uh, the the artery uh, the aneurysms or two of them had wrapped around my renal artery and they had killed off most of my right kidney. And that's why I was so sick. It was the kidney and the toxins and all that. Yeah. And so um obviously I'm here and uh, very grateful, but it changed my life. I I knew I would have a six month recovery period before I could drive, lift things. Um, they took veins from my left leg to rebuild my renal artery. And um, I immediately, six months after, got rid of the bad husband, got divorced, um, and I, kept my house kept my black lab you know things that were important mostly the black lab yeah and i started over at i guess at 40 and um i knew that i would be fine i knew that i could do that i knew that i needed to do that and i knew that i had gotten sick probably because i had lived in such an unhealthy way for so long yeah and so i needed to reinvent kelly and whatever that meant
0: Oh, and, Kelly. That's so good. And
1: so I did. And I ended up, um, I had a therapist, um, loved her Tuesdays with, uh, Sherry. I used to call it. Cause I'd go to my therapy in Wyzetta, Minnesota. And then on the way home, I'd stop at village meats and I'd get a sandwich and I would always be very open about what had happened. So they would say like, how are you? And I'd go, well, I ended up getting a divorce because my husband had been living a closeted gay lifestyle and wasn't kind to me. And And I would just blurt it out. And I found it really healing to be honest. To the sandwich like, peeps?
0: Yeah. I love to it. To the
1: guys at Village Peeps. I love <laughs> and it. So, and if my mom and dad happened to be visiting and they were there, they would just be mortified. They'd just be like, oh my God.
0: you know. I what? love that though. At I at mean, you mind. know what? Let's put it out there somewhere. Let's just
1: be honest about it. They you asked. Know? And they did ask and I told and so um, I was going to go to Paris that I'm I'm fascinated by all things French and European and I just am completely in, in, in awe and I was supposed to go to Paris at holiday time with a girlfriend and then I got sick I got strep throat and I couldn't go. And I was so bummed because I'd bought all my little black outfits from Talbot's or somewhere. I don't know. And I had my little black, you know, everything was black because I wanted to make sure I was chic enough. If I was you weren't
0: going to Paris after all.
1: Paris. And I had an Oprah magazine that I bought mainly because of the pictures. I just liked the pictures. And I was reading in the back and it said, tell us. Uh, in 50 words or less, why you deserve a spa vacation with Oprah and her entire staff, send it on the back of a postcard and give it a shot. So I'm telling you this because it's another life-changing thing. And so I did, I was again, sick, but I'm also good with words and I'm good at getting copy and bullet pointing because I did Target for a million years. And so I was like, I can do that. So I told myself that I'm going to write it what's happened. And then if it comes close to 50, that's a sign that I need to do it. Right. And I just happened to have a postcard with golden retrievers on it. And I know that Oprah at that time had oh golden gosh. retrievers. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm theming it, got the dog in there. And, uh, smart. So I wrote it down and it was something like, you know, at 39, I had an aneurysm and, um, you know, and obviously lived or I didn't even know what it was, but then at At 40, got divorced from a husband who had been living a closeted gay lifestyle. And at 41, uh, my boyfriend at the time died suddenly in bed when I woke up. Oh my God. Now rebuilding my life. And so it was in that woman needs
0: a spa vacation. Yeah,
1: that woman needs some like real work. So, um, I forgot I even did it. Like I was on antibiotics and you know, whatever. Um, but I was in a good place. I'd been through my therapy for a long time. And, uh, I got a call from Harpo out of New York and I thought it was a joke. I mean, I was like, who did I tell that I did this? Like, I don't think I told anybody. (laughs) And, um, so I called the number back and sure enough, it was from Harpo and they said, okay, we've got it down to like 170 women. We're going to pick 50 and you need to do this question and answer thing and we'll review it. It We need it back within the next 12 hours. So it didn't give you a lot of time to think about what you were going to write. So I just wrote it. I didn't like, you know, I, I spell checked. That was about it. And I sent it, but it was really interesting. Like, tell us your wildest dream. Tell us, da, da da da. They already knew my history. Um, they had your social security number, so they could look up everything and make sure it was true what you were telling them. And then I got a call back, and it said, "Congratulations, you're one of fifty women that are going for a week to Miraville Spa outside of Tucson, Arizona, with Oprah and her entire staff."
0: Holy cow! That's amazing.
1: That's amazing. Yeah.
0: How long ago was that?
1: Um well, it was almost 16 years ago because it was a month after I came back from that to the day that I had my blind date with my husband Dan. And I met Dan and like I said, 10 days later we got married which is a great story. And I really want to sell, I want to sell our story to Nicholas Sparks. So if you have any connections, nice. anybody out there, I really want to get to him because it is such a good love story. It's an mm. amazing, it's like a total, it's crazy goosebump good story. And oh, um, gosh! I love so I came this. back and I had the thing that really took me to my healthiest place that I had been was that I got to work with Martha Beck, who is
0: an oh, wow. amazing
1: psychologist for people that don't know that. And I got to work with her one-on-one.
0: Wow. While you and, were at the retreat?
1: While I was at the retreat. Okay. You wow. could sign up for different things. My wildest dream that I asked to come true was to work with a, a like a horse. Trainer, because I wanted to learn how to care for horses and ride them. That was a dream I'd always had. So I got that. I got oh that. Oh my
0: gosh! Trip, and I got wow. to work
1: with a man that was known as a horse whisperer. And I got to show up every morning. I learned to, you know, clean him and brush him. And my horse's name was Wayland after Wayland oh Jennings. Oh my gosh! I loved country, so I was just
0: like really good. And what um, an amazing. Experience. So did you all come together? Like, was it structured so that you all came together and talked, or did you kind of how'd that work?
1: You would get different, you could sit anywhere you'd want at dinner. Um, and we were all treated so beautifully. I mean, it, it was really quite nice. You would come in, you know, after your day and you would have a different book wrapped beautifully, or a picture frame wrapped beautifully, or Um, Bob green was there. Um, Dr. Oz was there. I mean, it was loaded. Gail was there, her best friend, Oprah's best friend. Um, and so a lot of times I would just plant myself at Oprah's table because I wanted to hear what she had to say.
0: Yeah. That would have been my goal there.
1: Yeah. And I didn't care about really, saying anything i you know i didn't really want to be heard i wanted to hear and so i would show up at the things like it i would hear them say you know oprah and gail are going to go to the hot tub later then sure as heck i'm going to the hot tub later um i found out that uh gail is extremely funny hilariously funny i love that i love that incredibly insightful so mm. it seemed like everything that she said uh-huh. was such a gift. Like y- you wanted to remember everything she said because mm. of the way she said it.
0: Mm. Interesting. Um,
1: and I don't think I will ever have that talent, but she's a really good speaker. Mm. Really good speaker. And um, I found it to be really grounding to be with these people. That had come from all other, you know, I mean, you're with her makeup people, her hair person, the person that followed her with a pair of shoes. I mean, you were with everybody. Um, You weren't allowed to take pictures of her, but you could take pictures of other people. And then at the end, they had this beautiful ceremony where you got your picture taken with her and, you know, you could do that kind of stuff and talk to her. And um, I found it to be just really grounding and really interesting that, you know, people that you think might be so, you know, at a different level.
0: Unapproachable.
1: Yeah, we're all the same. I mean, we all eat, we all drink, we all share. Um, And so I think that was a real game changer in my life because I, she had set me up with the right people. She flew the lady that went, that wrote when gay men happened to straight women, Amy Lee ball, yep. she sent her from New York city and she appeared at my table. <gasps> what? That's how thoughtful this
0: was. That's how oh mindfully my. set. 50 people had that yeah. mindful of a plan that yeah. week. Oh my goodness. What a gift. It was crazy. So lesson there is Never say it won't happen. Never say that. Just try it. See it.
1: I mean, just, and, and so I guess that's why, like, if you go through those things, you know, starting your own online class or making something from a bunch of old stuff I found at an estate sale, I mean, that is nothing compared to getting to wake up every day and getting to know how lucky I am to wake up. So none of those things really matter, you know, and the, and the horse whisperer guy, I mean, come on, right? Wow. That's incredible. And so I think it really just gives me perspective on just showing up. I think showing up is everything and it doesn't really matter what you do. I mean, just show up. You can pick the wildest, weirdest thing and show up and you're probably going to find a whole bunch of people that like your wildest, weirdest thing and want to be a part of that.
0: I couldn't agree more. Because if you're showing up, You're showing up for yourself first. If you show up for yourself instead of giving all that away, then that's when the rest can fall into place.
1: Yeah, Amen. I think I think there that is everything I believe in, right there. What an amazing like this! I did not know all these details. (laughs) This is I know. Well, everyone. I mean, a lot of people just look at me and go. She's so nice and she has such a perfect life and, you know, she shows up looking happy and whatever. Um, But I come by it honestly, you know, and uh, I am nice, but I also swear really badly. My dad was a rare one engineer, so I came by
0: it honestly again. You've earned wherever you want to be. Maybe. I don't
1: know. I, I, I don't know. But I know that I'll keep I'll keep doing what I'm doing and even more of it. I have a really great thing and an opportunity that I can't talk about right now, but it's um, it's with Joe Packham. Nice. And I believe that I will do great things with that because I'm intent on doing great things with that.
0: Nice. And
1: uh, I don't know. And I'm going to get a name for my class.
0: You're going to get a name <laughs> for your tomorrow. Class. <laughs> Thank you. Thank I you. Yeah,
1: I know. We'll see what comes like, in.
0: Not Especially now stuff. that we know a little bit more about you, yeah. You know, yeah. I love that. Yeah. So, I, you know, I love to know who's inspiring you these days. That's a really good one.
1: I am really inspired by um, a lot of interior designers. I think I might be a closeted interior designer, but I'm not sure.
0: I think that might be true.
1: Um, Cybella Court. Yeah. Beautiful fascinated by her I'm fascinated by how she shows up and shows a picture of a rock and suddenly that rock becomes this and becomes that and just you know and and I don't do anything like Sybilla Court but I love her and I love her books and I love her stories so Sybilla Court is definitely inspiring to me and I don't know her. I've never spoken to her, nothing like that. I've not reached out to her because I don't want to, you know, have any, <laughs> I don't want to be told no. So yeah. I might one day. Actually, I think I have. Um, I did reach out to Caroline Quartermain.
0: Oh, cool. person, yes.
1: And she was so nice. Um, yeah, I'm very, very inspired nice. by her. And I'm very inspired right now by um, a singer songwriter named Lori McKenna.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm hmm.
1: I don't know why, but there are some words and phrases. Um, like Sean Colvin has a song, and in it, I think the song might be called A Few Small Repairs.
0: Yes, it is. Yeah. So I was Wasn't there a whole do, album called that, I think.
1: That is it. So I was gonna do an online class called A Few Small Repairs because I have a whole my head just went boom. So I get inspired by um by those kinds of people. And of course, I love course, design good design so I love designers. I love Merameco.
0: Yeah.
1: Um I love Orla Kylie. hmm And I I buy those types of graphic things because I love them. And I love Robin Brown, Magnolia Pearl. Oh
0: I my gosh. I yeah. love
1: that whole world that she creates and her vision and how she brings together these textiles with these moving parts with this music with
0: this and it is so Uh, unapologetic
1: yeah yeah that's perfect yeah I love that and I love that she is just like you know what it's who I am it's what I do and hi yeah so yeah I, I there are a lot of influences but I think as far as I try not to go like, oh, I'm gonna stitch this collection. So I'm gonna follow all stitchers again. Right. Um, but there are a lot of artists that I'm I follow that I love, but I do stay out of the realm of what I do. I try to yeah. be great. I love with-
0: the diversity of this list though, because it's it, it's it, I think it's a similar thing that I would say too, because looking at your work. You know, you, you, you're interested in many things and this list is, is that as well. It makes a lot of sense Love it.
1: Yeah. You know, it keeps me, music is always a grounding place for me and my art is always grounding for me. I feel safe when I have music and I feel safe and I don't even know what I'm saying safe from, but I just feel like I'm whole when I have music or when I can create, I feel like I'm whole. And so my world can kind of crash down around me, which has happened in the last month. It's happened a little bit here, hmm. but I still feel like I have that to go to. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, okay. And then right. just keep showing up, you know, I mean, then just keep going, okay, I hope I get tomorrow because I'm going to show up even better than I did that day. Um, and I, I, for me, that's it. You know, I just, I want to be an encourager. I want to be, and I think that I am, I know that I am. And I want that, that base to get bigger. And I am learning that by collaborating, by showing it, by being brave, by not thinking too much about it, just doing it.
0: Yeah, That's all you need. Yeah. May that comment inspire others to do the same who are listening.
1: I hope so.
0: Oh, Kelly, thank you for sharing so much of yourself. I really appreciate it. I'm inspired and I just love knowing you a bit better.
1: Well, I can say that it's the first time I've shared all of this with anyone.
0: Well, thank you. But
1: I really feel like I, um, I don't know. I just really admire you. I I would love to be the interview and be interviewing you. Thanks. because I really admire who you are and what you've done and what you continue to do. And again, it, it feels safe to talk to you. Oh, so I know that means a, lot. a zillion people are going to listen to this. And I also think it's totally okay to t- share your story. I, you yeah. know, because one part of it might really help somebody and maybe it is the medical thing, or maybe it is the bad life with, a, you know, a, a bad partner or whatever, but whatever it is that inspires someone to know that you can go on and you can be happy again. That's huge. Like to be able to give someone that, it that really is. means the world to me. That That is just everything.
0: And we just never know. I mean, I you find know. that so often guests here or things that are said, I'll hear from um, a listener more often the guests will hear from a listener how much of a difference it made to hear that and that they felt seen and heard and could go on in a different way.
1: And it goes back to hope. It goes back to hope. And however you can get that
0: more We all need that. More tea. <laughs> more yeah, I'm tea
1: <laughs> we
0: all need that. We all need that hope. We do. I mean we it's do. it keeps us going. Yeah. Oh, thank more you. Or I tea
1: for those of you that don't know, I'm drinking iced tea. And I will let you know if I launch the uh, Ice Tea Club, so <laughs> yeah. if anybody wants to write that, yeah, that'd be a good club. Yeah, uh, that would be perfect. I was thinking, I'll just tell you quickly, I was thinking that my month-long or my year-long class could be the Darling Club, but I didn't know if it was too cute, so I'm just going to put it out there.
0: <clears throat> Darling Club, I don't know. We'll toss that around too. We'll put that toss in the mix. The yeah. Awesome.
1: Well, I cannot thank you enough for, um, inviting me. I, I know that when you sent the email to me or, or message or however I got it, I know that I printed it out and I put it inside a little safe thing and nobody oh. can see this, but I saved it. And I, oh. I stuck it on my wall because I couldn't believe it was going to happen.
0: Oh. And
1: I was so blown away and excited and I'll take a picture so you guys can have that too. <laughs> oh, that would be
0: great. I love all the pictures.
1: But yeah, I'll send pictures mm-hmm. of lots of stuff. So, thank you thank and you. we'll
0: we'll put them all um on the Instagram. Sorry my voice is. That's okay. Cough. You've talked a lot. I've talked I a lot. I've talked a lot. And I would love to have you interview me if you want to do that sometime. Really? Yeah. Okay, let me know. I all am right.
1: on that.
0: I think that'd be really cool because you ask good questions too.
1: I would love that. I am a really good question asker. And I think it comes from being a designer and working for, as an illustrator, you have to listen. Yeah, you do. And then interpret that. So. All right.
0: Well, we'll have to plan that.
1: And you live far enough away that I won't just show up at your windowsill. But if you lived close, (laughs) I might, (laughs) I'd be like, I'm on the ferry heads up. I'm on my way. Heads up if I'm at your windowsill, holding a sweet little dog up. Just please <laughs> answer. Yeah. So I'm right I here. cannot thank you enough. And let me know when you want me to interview you. Cause I, I think, right. I think people would be like, okay.
0: <laughs> I think that would be good. I, I think it would be better to have somebody else do it than me. Just try and come up with what I think people would like to hear. So. Oh, deaf. Yeah. yeah. It'll be a bunch easier. All right. We'll plan that.
1: Okay, good. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Kelly, for just being you. I just thank so you. It. Thank you. Be well. Before you go, I just want to say a quick thanks for tuning in. I hope you found something useful to take away and something to make you think. For those of you listening in on Spotify and I know there are many, you now have the cool option to show your love for Windows chats quickly and easily. From the show page in the Spotify app, you can simply tap to rate it one to five stars. And of course, I'll really appreciate it too if you leave a review wherever you might be listening. See you next week, lovelies, and I hope it's a creative one.